If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hi, Colleen. You went to <laughs> Hi, you went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school. I'm curious in your Catholic school experience, if you had any classmates that had significant developmental disabilities. No, and I don't remember if we've talked about this on, on air or not, but in my era in Catholic schools, um, you know, there were often siblings missing. And I think that's the story around here is that ah. there was... As soon as, so maybe they began in kindergarten with us, and then as soon as something was identified as out of the norm of a regular classroom, then suddenly that sibling would end up in the public schools. And I mean, that's that's often the tour I give around here with adults who say that their brother or sister couldn't attend Catholic schools. Mm. And so um, our bishop uses the wording of whole families, and we often. Um, talk about that on tours, like, are these all of the siblings in the family? And and to talk about it as everybody belongs in the Catholic school. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, I mean, certainly I was, you know, the era of school about 10 years mm-hmm. before you. And I mean, I even remember I had, I did not remember any students that I ever went to school with in elementary school or high school that had any um, significant developmental disabilities of any right. kind, certainly not Down syndrome or anything that was, you know, noticeable. And I do remember um, being in, it was first or second grade. And um, one of the kids that went to preschool and kindergarten with me, um, we we had to go to public, my elementary school, my Catholic school did not have kindergarten mm-hmm. or preschool at that time. So we went to public preschool and um, kindergarten together. And then we went, we all went into the Catholic school together. And um, by, I think it was by second grade, he could not read, you know, you were doing reading up and down the rows. And I remember that he couldn't read and he like disappeared, you know, he'd been my classmate for three years and he just disappeared. So, and that was just a, a, not just a reading issue. Right. You know Nothing I mean? in comparison. Yeah, just, just a reading I issue. think about often, you know, there's an entire generation or more of people then who we grew up, our childhoods were not enriched 
by it all. And, and yes. how as adults, mm-hmm. does that affect me or my colleagues or everyone in every industry? Catholic school kids become leaders in their industries. And so now we have a whole, I don't, I'm just saying generation, but let's say, you know, whole generation of adults who yeah. didn't have experiences mm-hmm. with all people. And that does affect how we lead and live our lives. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. So today's idea is along those lines. And this is from a teacher named Anne Iniguez, and she is from St. John Bosco in Phoenix, Arizona. So in my home diocese. And Anne is an intervention and inclusion support specialist for a school that is preschool through eighth grade. And what she does is she does, so she does some of the intervention pieces, but she's also a behavior therapist and provides behavior modification for students with autism. So what she wrote about was really the inclusion of students with, um, with significant autism and even students who are nonverbal that would probably be in self-contained classrooms in public school. That is, that's what she noted in her, um, in her description to us that these are students that would probably wouldn't even be included in public school. And she watches them, um, socialize and interact with typical peers. And it's amazing. So that that is happening. And I'm so I'm curious, that's happening here right now in my diocese. So that's happening in real time in your diocese now, too. Yeah, quite a bit of change over time um, has just been and it takes time. It takes time to have your staff on board and to have the training in Mm -hmm. place and the mindset of a whole staff uh, evolve. And then for families to realize that it's not the same Catholic school as 20 years ago when. 25 years ago when the generation before came through. So it takes time. It takes one student at a time and, and uh, not being scared to take that first step to say, yes, you are welcome here. Well, we've said this a lot. You're welcome here. And then to say, yes, and you belong here. Like We actually have the supports for you. We actually know what to do with, uh, with parents to do this well. A lot of people are scared to do it well. Right, Teachers are scared yeah. to do it well. Like, oof, if that student's in my yep. class, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do this justice. And the same is true for principals. You know, if yeah. I if I say this to this family, yes, what if I don't do it well? And it's that fear that gets in the way. We've talked about this a lot, I know, over time, Colleen, but it's that fear that gets in the way. And yeah, yeah. And actually, that was the last comment. So, you know, through all of her description here, that's the last comment she made is don't let fear stop you from doing this. So she does note that they are able to do this at her school because she has supportive administration. Um, the administration, the principal is very supportive of the teachers, gives resources, hired Anne, who is the interventionist and autism specialist. But then the student also, there's a, um, a particular student who also needs uh, one-on-one aid. There's a behavior technician that attends class, uh, but that's, you know, it's kind of the, the give and take between the administration and all of the specialists that surround the student that make it possible for the rest of the community to get to know this child and to really embrace neurodiversity. So Anne notes that she thinks that having neurodiversity in a school is beneficial to everyone. And, you know, I mean, Jill, I could, I, I want to pull out the studies. I and know, like pull out you the, have all the background. <laughs> the, the data to say, it's true, it's true, you know, but she just says like, even from the, 
even through the lens of typical students valuing differences and mm-hmm. valuing the fact that everyone is a child of God, the interact the interactions that they have with each other is it's just really beautiful. Okay, from that I completely agree. Of course, like we're we're kind of preaching to the choir here to many of our listeners as well. But I think yeah. the tricky part is as a teacher, <laughs> so you're in the lounge and you're talking about. I think there's something different mm-hmm. about Carlos. And you're trying to figure out mm-hmm. like, you know, I think maybe Carlos had, like maybe Carlos's brain works differently than his classmates or however you might say it. And teacher to teacher, you're thinking, and this is what's hard is, well, should Carlos even be at St. Anne's school or whatever? Like you start thinking like, we don't have any students like Carlos. Should they even be here? So then a scared teacher goes to the principal and says, I think Carlos might need some support. I don't know what to do with Carlos. I'm not sure how to help. I don't think I'm doing this well. And then suddenly the principal second guesses whether Carlos should be at the school and the teachers need help and encouragement um, that we likely are doing better than Carlos's other options anyway. And, (laughs) And so just getting the right paperwork and getting the right documentation and truly asking mom and dad, what is your biggest desire for Carlos? How can we help you? Um, You know, so I think part of it is the teacher perspective is usually a teacher begins to think, oh, there's something going on here and trying to figure it out when there's not structured supports in place. This happens all the time or when there's a new student. So Colleen, when there's like a new student who comes out of nowhere and the families didn't tell us much and suddenly you're like, whoa, I think there's more to, again, Carlos or whatever. (laughs) I think there's more going on here than we, than we knew about. And then people are scared to uh, ask the questions and scared to do it wrong, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. scared to do it wrong for sure, for sure, whatever it is. And yeah, I know the bell is going to ring here in a second, but yeah, to to echo what Anne just said about fear, don't don't let the fear stop you because if you if you believe in mission and you do believe that you can create a place of belonging for. For most students, I think that we could be serving more students than we actually do. And maybe Catholic school isn't the, the place for every single child everywhere, certainly. But um, but certainly we could be be doing better. And yeah, so that that is the bell. You know, I could talk. Yeah, for yeah, we're not going to let you. But that is the bell. And we're going <laughs> to head on back to class. So. Yeah, but thanks for the energy boost. This is one of my favorite topics. And we do love exploring ideas and affirming the efforts of all of you out in the field. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We will see you next time.